Welcome to the True Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Taylor, and today I have the incredible Vanessa Bartlett on the show with me. Y'all, I couldn't get it together to have Vanessa intro the show with me as my guest co-host, honestly, so we're going to go ahead and do this old school, and I'm going to intro her before we jump into her interview. The reality is... I need to get it together when I have like my very good friends on because we just get to chatting and then before we, I don't want to lose anything. So I'm like, okay, okay, let's just start recording. And then I realize, wait, we need to actually like intro you and, and we're going to all learn together. I'm going to get this together and you guys are going to be with he, with me for the ride. But until then, well, the next time it's going to be done correctly. So today, let me intro Vanessa to you in case somehow you don't know who she is. Vanessa's been on the show so many times because she is absolutely, absolutely incredible. I love her. You guys love her. And we're going to just chat today. So Vanessa is a psychic medium, a tarot reader, and the host of The Aquarian, which is a new podcast that explores the inner workings of magic. Vanessa's psychic sensitivity brought mostly discomfort and pain into her life, and then she embraced the practice of meditation, which I love this conversation because this really isn't part of Vanessa's story that I know that much about, so I was able to learn a lot about my friend today. She's helped dozens of people begin their meditation practice, many of whom suffer from depression and neurodivergence, just like your girl. She's excited to offer her Labor of Love, a 30-day meditation challenge meant to help those who feel they need meditation, but believe it's impossible for them to achieve. Again, your girl. <laughs> so this was a great conversation. Vanessa and I dive into, you know, what meditation is, why she truly believes that it can help everybody, why she got me to really dive into her challenge. Um, I'm promising that I'm going to do the challenge after this conversation because I know that it's something that I need in my life. And, you know, I'm surrounded by these incredible people who dedicate their life to these forms of self-care, wellness, and who am I to not try it? It's like listening to this podcast and not doing a single thing that I, I advise you all to do. So I'm definitely going to give her 30-day challenge a try, and you guys will find that she's going to give you guys a little discount for being beauty baddies. So you can find this challenge, book her for a reading, or check out her podcast by visiting her website, theaquarian.com. But before you do that, listen to today's episode. Love on Vanessa the way that I love on Vanessa. And I'll see you guys here after our interview. Okay, so Vanessa. Hello. Will you introduce yourself? To the beauty baddie, as if they don't know who you are. As if they don't know who I am. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Vanessa. I'm a psychic and tarot reader. Uh, I'm a, an astrology student, a lover of the occult, a lover of magic in general. Um, and I do, you know, instruct often in a lot of different things like meditation and tarot. And I'm also the host of a new podcast called The Aquarian, and we're on tarot right now. So if you enjoy tarot reading, you should check it out. But that's like a general idea of what I do. I do so many different things. It's always hard for me to explain what I do. You've been on the show many times now. Yeah, this is like six. Fifth, sixth time maybe. on the show. You're always a cult favorite. The beauty baddies love you. You introduced me to spirituality, honestly. Like before you and I really spoke, I don't know. I, I just, I don't think I really thought much about anything. You yeah. know, I knew that. 
Christian, I knew that he didn't care for organized religion. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I know I knew that much was true, but I didn't really have a sense of what I did know was true, you know? But I did feel a sense of what na- I now know is like called spirituality, but I just didn't know how to like put a name to it. You know, it'd be just like, oh, yeah, it, it ghosts are around. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people start there. I, I started there. That's what I experienced when I was younger. I just knew I didn't like organized religion and I knew I was drawn to a lot of things, but I didn't really understand what they were trying to, you know, say to me or say to everybody or if they were trying to communicate to everybody, you know, what what exactly is spirituality until I, I got much older. And then I, you know, you, you build it yourself. A lot, a lot of it is like Legos, you know, you kind of take what you want and whatever really captivates you or really brings you into a sense of peace and comfort inside of yourself, that's really your your magic, I think. Yeah, I love that. And yeah, it was in speaking with you, honestly, I remember specifically one time when you were, you were just like, I mean, what is God? God is the earth. God's all around us. God's the universe. And I was just like, this bitch is right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I was like, I was actually speaking to me right now. This is something that I can get behind. And since then, it's just I feel like a lot has opened up to me uh, spiritually and just in appreciating the universe, the stars, yeah. the everything that's around us, you know, especially because we live in such in New York. It's such a man-made place, you know, that it's like it's easy to forget that there's more even trees, even that you can see the stars. You have to go to Central Park, right? Yeah, you have to like really like take take time out to go do something that connects you to a more natural experience of life. And yeah, and you know, what's interesting about that is when people would say that to me, I would kind of eye roll. So it's always nice to hear when somebody hears it and they're like, that really, you know, hits me because it hits me now. But when I would first hear that, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Why not? Like, why wouldn't it be the earth? Why wouldn't it be the universe? Why wouldn't it be, you know, like whatever, like, what does that mean? You know? And I realized it's actually, I don't know if I've told you this or if I, I don't know if I've said it on, on here. I was in AA for a couple of years and that was when I started really connecting to spirituality because that was the first time somebody said to me that I could have a connection that wasn't, um, you know, like a, an organized religion or even something that I fully under, understood, you know? And, um, mm. they said, you know, you can make it nature. And I was like, why would, why would I make it nature? Because to me, it's like, wasn't that like paganism? Or isn't that like, you know, well, why would I do that? And they were like, well, because nature's bigger than you. And Mm. I was like, oh, oh. (laughs) And they were like, you you basically need to connect to something that you recognize is bigger than you. You recognize it has more power than you because then you can become more comfortable in in the fact that you don't really have control. You don't really have the amount of power that you think you have you have just what you can do for yourself or just what you can, you know, conjure up every day. Sometimes you're going to feel depressed. Sometimes you're going to feel lost. Sometimes you're going to feel, you know, hungry for more, but it's not available to you. And at those times, what are you going to connect to that's going to make you feel safe and comforted inside of its largeness, inside of, inside of whatever that that's just working without you thinking about it? You know, like mm. we have food without really, I mean, well, in this kind of society, we do have to think about it because it's such a large population, but we till the earth, we, we uh, pull it from something that's bigger than us. Because if we didn't have the earth, we wouldn't have food. You know, if we mm. didn't have the, the, um, the moon, we wouldn't have food because it, it pushes the, the water 
um, up. The gravitational field pushes the water up to meet the roots, you know? So there's Mm. so many things that we need in order to be here at all. I mean, this is a human experience in the idea of all of, you know, what, like, let's say Earth's creation, not the universe. Like, I couldn't even, like, I can't even fathom, you know, how long Earth has been here. But in Mm -hmm. the time that Earth has formed and has come to this point, we are a fraction. We are, like, literally a millisecond of how long Earth is going to survive after us. You know, we talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, when we get closer to the sun or whatever, if we inch, like, even just a little bit further, it's going to be, we're going to be gone way before the Earth's going to be gone. You know, this is just a a moment. So if that's Mm -hmm. the case, you can feel really scared in that. You can feel really, you know, helpless in that. But that is why you create a connection. Because if it is bigger than you, then it knows what it's doing. It's doing what what you need it to do in order to give you food, in order to give you oxygen, in order to give you, you know, um, the the space and the time and the the, um, curiosity to evolve and to become whatever we are now and to become whatever we're going to be, you know. So that can also give you such a safety in the idea that it isn't all up to you. It's never going to be all up to you. Only your life is up to you. Mm. Cause you know what? It used to make me feel like when people would say that, it would make me feel like uncomfortable mm-hmm. to feel like just a, a dot, like within the matrix of the experience. Yeah. But like, it, it's actually really comforting and it's maybe like the older I get and the more, Maybe it's the more you experience the world and see like all of everything else that's happening around you outside of just yourself. It's kind of, it's comforting yeah. <laughs> in a weird way. You know, and actually that's a really great segue into what we're going to talk about because that is probably the most elusive experience that people want when it comes to meditation. And people are told you're going to feel this oneness. You're going to, you know, that's what you want. You want to feel like, you can surrender, you can allow yourself to be in the present moment, you can let your thoughts go. And it's hard to conceptualize what that feels like. You know, it's hard to to um, allow yourself to go there because we are so addicted to, well, our thoughts, but also the idea that we have a lot of control. And when we, you know, let go into the ocean of uh, lack of control or like, you know, the way that, the you know, Uh, life just sort of pushes you around sometimes, you can look at meditation as that time out into the oneness so that you can have that moment to connect with the ecosystem around you. And then you can come back into whatever's happening in your life. So it's not so much the idea that you always feel a oneness. I mean, you definitely can, you can achieve that if you want, but it doesn't have to be the goal. It can be that, you know, you just, you, you gave yourself that time to be in your body, in the present moment, in the ecosystem of life, in the fish tank, in the coral reef, you know, where every everything is moving about, every, you know, in the jungle. And that's what nature is, is an ecosystem where everyone lives alongside each other. And we as humans get really trapped in the idea that, you know, we're the only thing here. So mm-hmm. when you step into meditation, it's that reconnection to the fact that you are, you are, one, you are one thing among many, many, many things. That sounds crazy, girl. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> Do you hear how like <laughs> I'm so resistant for no yeah. reason? <laughs> no, that's and yes, that's yes. well, that's what we talked about right before we pressed record. It's like yeah. it is. It's a serious resistance, and I under like I used that is exactly how I felt for years, years, and I would actively meditate, and I still hated it. 
And I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this is, I know this is supposed to be something good for me, but I'm so angry at it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like angry that I can't do it. And I'm also angry at like the idea that my thoughts aren't me because how the hell is that possible? Wouldn't I just be an unconscious person? You know, like, what, what do you want me to, like, do you want to like rip my thoughts out of me? And I'm just like walking around like some, like, you know, kind zombie or something. It's just like that I'm just con- consciously compassionate to everybody all the time. Okay, so let's talk, let's um, tell the beauty baddies really quickly, like, what are we talking about today? What is the crux of our conversation? Yes, so I created something that I call the 30-day meditation challenge. I didn't want to name it anything because I don't want it to be a style. It's not something that you go into and then you forever maybe stay in. It's a way to get into meditation if you're resistant, if you're neuro neurodivergent, if you just have a hard time focusing, if you feel like you have absolutely no time, if you think meditation is is um, good for you or you want to go towards it, but you're just scared. There's a lot of people, and I'm one of them, um, who are scared of the dark, who are mm. scared of closing their eyes, who are scared of stillness. Like I remember when I was... Um, I was living in Harlem and I was living in a studio apartment and there was a uh, rapist in my neighborhood. And I, I don't know if I took it seriously or not. I just, I, I don't know. I was young. Like I just didn't think about it. And I got home at midnight one night and my laptop and my modem was stolen. And I was like, it, I had this overwhelming feeling that it was this person And you don't Mm -hmm. want to think that. I mean, like, maybe it's just a a robber. Maybe it's just... And then Mm -hmm. I started looking into... And my door was open, too. And and it was pulled closed. Because if the door... If you just let it close, it would just, you know, how it kind of sticks open sometimes because of warping. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to pull it closed. Whoever left... Yeah, like, you knew you closed it. Right. And whoever whoever left pulled it closed, too. So they were super calm about the situation. And I was like, how... This isn't somebody running out of my apartment. You know, mm. so I started looking into it and the person would get in through the bathroom window and it usually happened before midnight. I don't know why. And I, after reading that, I went over to my bathroom window and I like stared at it for a second because I thought I locked it and I opened it and I was oh like, God. yo, <laughs> like, and it just really hit me. And they caught him like a week later because he did it to somebody else in my, and, and he, and it turned out he lived two buildings down from me and he stalked mm. me. He had to it because I lived in the back of the building where you would never see a light on at all. So he had to have followed me in some way and I didn't notice him. So it was really hard for me for a long time to even close my eyes when I was meditating because I was so, it, there was just something that had locked up in me and and I, I didn't think about it. It wasn't something that was on my mind consciously, right? That's what a lot of meditation is. Is like it strips away a lot of the things that are, you know, it, on your mind that you don't know about. And I didn't even know I was truly affected by it until I moved in with my now ex. And he would he would be um, at work for a long period of time. So I would fall asleep before him. And I was no longer in a studio. So I mm. would wake up. He would open the door, the front door, and I my body would hear it. And I would wake up on the floor because I ran, I would, I just, my body just started running and I hit a wall and I slid down the oh wall. My God. I had no idea how affected I was by the dark. So I understand mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of reasons that we resist, you know, going into meditation. And I think for, and for anybody who feels like that, you know, who feels like, um, if I go in there, I'm going to kind of die, or there's going to be something that's really going to happen to me. That's why I created this 30 day meditation challenge 
so that by the end of it, it's like a chat. I want to say challenge because it is a challenge for you. It is a, a, okay, let's see if I can do this. Um, but it's Mm -hmm. also because by the end of it, it's more about the fact that you, you felt what you're supposed to feel in meditation so that you can go on to do whatever you want to do with it. You can, but you understand what it is that meditation's asking of you or what, what the meditative state really is. So we start with short videos. I don't even let you go into the dark. I don't even, it's literally a minute long video is your first video. I mean, well, it's like Mm -hmm. two minutes because there's captions in the beginning, but, and it's all nature based. So I'm pulling you in and I'm, 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 I'm allowing you to take your time to get used to even taking time out. Like how many of us, I mean, I know you know this, you probably are also resistant because what time do you have? What time do you have? Well, well, let me ask you something. Yeah. Why would one want to meditate? That's really the question, I guess, okay, right? yeah. And granted, I'm aware now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. But for a long time, and it's funny because now I know why I should, I just still don't. I'm just like, all right, I'll fig- I'll get to that eventually, right? Sure. It's kind of like therapy. Like, I'll get to that when I need to. And then it's you're well past the sell-by date by the time you, you're in crisis by yeah. the time you finally pick up the phone, right? So, like, why would one want to meditate like what would be or should why should not why would one want to why should we all be meditating so i think we should all be meditating and i think a lot of people who meditate would agree that there's a lot that's going on in your mind that's sabotaging you in ways that you don't know like you don't you, you don't look at it like that you look at it like it's reality right so let's talk about the ego the ego is your identity It's anything after the words, I am. You have so many thoughts in your head that start with the words, I am. I'm not enough. I'm I'm not pretty enough. Um, I'm, uh, I I I am a less, I'm less intelligent than I used to be, or I'm not as athletic as I want to be, or I am um, awesome. I am uh, worthy. I am, it's all these I am's, right? But the problem is, is most of us have both. And we don't know who to listen to. It's that, you know, the, uh, the saying about the wolf you feed. What's that saying? There's two wolves. You have, a, you know, one that's uh, a pure light and one that's a pure darkness, right? And it's the question of how do you keep, how do you enha- enhance one of them? How do you enhance the one that's good for you? and how, or, or how do you decrease the one that's bad for you? And the answer is to feed the one that you want to enhance. So you keep giving that wolf what you want it to give to you. You want to keep these good thoughts. You want to keep these things that make you feel like like you're a powerful person or a good person or a happy person or a grateful person or uh, a compassionate person or anything that really benefits you. If you stay feeding this more negative wolf, then you're just going to keep getting and not even don't even talk about manifestation, not even like reality out there. This is how you feel inside. This is mm-hmm. in, and how you feel inside is how you translate to the outside world, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's if you feel um, negative and like you de- deserve more than you have, or that you know your bitterness is taking you over, then that's how you treat your family. That's how you treat your kids. That's how you treat your friends. That's how you treat your job. And so it's really mm-hmm. for your own health, your own mental health. There's so many people who deal with these um, thoughts because of trauma. That was a real. That was one of the biggest reasons I did it was because I suffered from CPTSD. And I would have suicidal thoughts all the time mm. for like 10, I'm going to like get emotional, like for, <laughs> for a really long time. That's, mm-hmm. I talk about this quite a bit, but I don't actually like access it anymore. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. It's, and it's just, 
you know, when you get to that, when you're in that depression or when you're in that state, you really think that nothing is going to ever feel good again. Nothing is ever going to, you're never going to um, connect with people the way you want to connect. You're never going to think about yourself the way you want to think about yourself. You're never going to um, be uh, accepted the way you are. You're never going to be, you know, what you, what you imagine in your life is never going to happen. And then on mm. top of that, you're a bad person. And that's the reason mm. none of these things are going to happen. And so, so many people suffer from this and it's not real. It's not. And I can tell you as like a person who got through it, it took me a very long time, but, and I don't, I don't think it's, if I think that this 30 day meditation challenge is what I would have appreciated back then because I was so resistant for so long. And once I realized what meditation was asking of me, I was like, oh, I can do this. And then something mm-hmm. really started to change in me. I stopped being so mean to myself, so mean and so, so unnecessarily. And you know, we built up all of these walls about around being mean to ourselves. Well, I'm just being realistic about myself or, um, I mean, this is self-improvement, right? I've got to see all the bad things about myself. And it's like all of these bad and these good things that you're telling yourself, how they translate is how they translate into the world and how they feel on you is what's really important. Like, what are you doing? You're like either beating yourself up all the time and telling yourself that that's what you deserve. Or you're Mm. telling yourself, um, I have to prove, that was a big one for me. I did not realize that every romantic relationship I would get into, I couldn't couldn't feel safe in it unless I was dating somebody that I felt I had to prove something to. Or even Mm. if they didn't want me to prove something, I had to be like, I'm proving to you that that I'm somebody you want to love. I'm proving to you. And that's my ego. Those are my mm-hmm. thoughts. I And then my explosive anger when I was younger, I would have explosions and I would ruin relationships, you know, and, and I, I could be aggressive and bullying because I just couldn't, because I came from a, a very, a, an abusive household. So that's mm-hmm. how, you know, so I basically had no agency over myself. I had no, um, I was impulsive. I was driven by my emotions instead of mm. driven by, uh, or, or not even driven, just accepting that every action I take is um, the energy that I put out. And I'd like to put out good energy because it seems that when I do, most of the energy I get back is is compassionate or cooperative or, you know, kind or, and there's times I trip up. Heck yeah. Like I've got like at least five on my mind and I'm like, I wish I'd never done <laughs> I wish that that had never happened. But meditation really broke those thoughts for me. Mm. So what is meditation asking of you? You said, when I realized what meditation is asking of me, I was like, I can do that. So what is it asking of you? So it's asking me to get in my body instead of being in my mind. And by Mm. getting into my body, I am allowing myself to be in the present moment because my body can't be anywhere else but where I am. My thoughts can. My thoughts time travel. My thoughts mm-hmm. are everywhere but right here. And so I know I can visit any place in time that I want to in my imagination, in my anxiety, in my, you know, just uh, pressure and my whatever, you know, it's, it's just sending you all, all over the place. You can go to what happened to you at five years old if you're dealing with trauma all the time, but your body mm-hmm. is right here. Your body can't go anywhere. So when you sit with meditation, instead of thinking, instead of telling yourself, I have to get rid of my thoughts, it's more so I don't really, I'm taking this 15 minutes out so that I can just be in my body. And every time I have a thought, I can tell my thought, I'll talk to you when I'm done. Right now, I'd like to be in my body. 
right now, I'd like to not think about anything at all. And I'm going to tell myself that I'm safe for these 15 minutes. I'm going to give my body an experience of safety for these 15 minutes. I'm going to feel like I'm in an ecosystem for 15 minutes. So I don't even have an ego right now. I'm just, I'm not even Vanessa. I'm just a human or a body in a, in whatever room I'm in with all other sorts of people, my cat, my dog, if my boyfriend's home, whatever, I'm just part of an ecosystem. So I don't feel so large anymore. I get to be in the universe. I get to be on earth. I get to be in the thing that I say is bigger than me. So that's, Mm. that's what it it, it just, I I get to, I get to have a second, not having all of these feelings, thoughts, emotions that I am dealing with throughout the rest of the day. Was it 23 hours and 45 minutes? Like, I mean, for the Mm -hmm, rest of mm it, you have fever dreams sometimes, you know, but these 15 minutes, fuck all y'all. Like, I'm not, I'm not listening to a goddamn thing right now. Yeah, it's interesting because I, so I was never, once I started to understand more about myself, I started to understand more about my needs. And that's kind of sounds silly, I think, but I think that we're all kind of on this journey, right? Of like really like self-discovery. And so I guess what I'm trying to say is what you're describing is being grounded. Yes. And I never understood what that meant until I would feel it every now and then. Yes. Mainly like when I started to exercise because I don't, I mean, I'm not sure why, but I just never wanted to exercise before. I was just like, oh, well, that's like hard work, which is weird because I'm not a lazy person, you know, like I like hard work, but I was just, again, resistant for no reason, just always very resistant. And then I just started doing it. And when I finished, I realized like, oh, this is what it feels to be grounded. And it's literally exactly what you just said is pulling yourself from your mind like back down into your body to here back down into space into into reality I guess and it's like you don't realize how much time you spend in the past in the future wherever your mind takes you but not like right here can I give you like a a really weird spiritual way of looking at this that I have no Mm -hmm. scientific proof about but I'm just like this is kind of how I imagine it and it helps me um accept that that's what I need to do ground so let's say that we we are really all stars let's just say that right let's say that every single star that's in the galaxy or like in the in the universe can at some point materialize into a human being here for 84 90 years if you're lucky right We've been a star for way longer than that, right? So if we come down here, it's, there's not the same amount of time that we're here as we are as this everlasting star. The big, big, big difference that I think if we, if you want to see it spiritually as to why we do that, or why, why our minds move everywhere and we can't get in our bodies, is that because we've been stars for so long, we've been able to move through time. We can't move through space. It's just, if we want to say, you know, everything's on trajectory, that's fine. But it can't, no, no star can go off its trajectory where, wherever it's moving. So it can only spread its light through time. So it can travel anywhere, but not in a body, right? When we come down here, our minds hold that star's remembrance. So we know we can travel any, 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 anywhere in our minds. 
but we haven't gotten used to being in our bodies. So we have to take those 15 minutes or 20 minutes or that time to exercise or that time to do yoga or that time to have to connect with the hobbies that we love. Anything that gets us out of our thoughts is meditation, anything. Mm-hmm. So if you get, if you use those moments to bring yourself down into your body, you will feel far less anxious here simply because you're going to have a better balance between the star quality of being able to travel through time and the uh, body quality of being able to travel through space because that's what we can do. We can move through space. I can I can fly to Belize. I can walk down the street. I can physically move through space. So that's my main orientation here. It's not the same when you're a star, right? So it's getting that spiritually like kind of wrapping your head around the the fact that we just have to get used to being here if you're a person who feels so top heavy in your mind. Mhm. Wow. Wow. Does that like kind of help it a little bit or like help the resistance a little bit? I mean, yeah, that's like super It's funny because I hear what you're saying, but I try to think of this as somebody like that's just not that's very grounded. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The opposite of me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder, like, do they, like, how does that sound to them? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, to a grounded person, I mean, like, this is just my spiritual, like, the way that I had to see it for myself to give myself that permission to move more towards my body because I am constant, like, I'm a psychic. So I, that's my, even my job. Well, no, actually, the job that I have makes me fully in my body. So I have to meditate. Like, there's nothing like... So if you think about it, instead of saying, like, somebody who's very grounded, somebody who's very grounded may not need anybody to explain to them how to ground themselves. They may not need anybody to unblock a resistance to feeling safe here. And a lot of that turns up as, you know, healthy eating or enjoying your hobbies, like I said, or enjoying sports or what it's anything that's kind of physically allowing you to be here. But a person who is not good at that or a person who's scared to experience that, a person who's scared of their body or a person who constantly compares their body, somebody who kind of looks at mm. their body as a an object rather than something they inhabit kind of needs mm. a bit of a facility like a like a facilitator in order to give them a reason to get in their body and a lot of times that is spirituality simply because like if you want to look at it scientifically look at maslow's hierarchy of needs right mm-hmm. the bottom needs are the the basic needs like you need food you need shelter you need sleep you need but as you go up the the line you go towards spirituality so people mm. who have higher needs than the basic needs need to have a connection that makes them feel like they're connected to their community. They're connected to mm-hmm. their, a group. They're connected to something higher than themselves. So you're somebody that needs to feel uh, safe to go down to your basic needs and to combine both of those categories in order to feel better here. All right. That just made me feel so much better because, you know, (laughs) (laughs) give me something scientific, girl. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is, is because I and it's it's funny because I love it's not that I like to play devil's advocate. It's that like there's a part of me that has to go there. Do you know what I mean? There's a part of me that has to be like, but science, bitch. And I know. Absolutely. but But at the same time. I also know that these are one to me, these are one and the same. When you were saying the Earth's gravitational pull is like what allows the water to rise up to the plants. It's like, yeah, but Newton was just like science. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We don't know why all these things work, but they work. Right. You know, and, and you're right. I mean, I'm, I'm totally the same. I have to I have to I need reasons why I believe that. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, like, I don't feel safe in there. So that's also yes. why I think it's super important that we have this kind of conversation because 
to me, like that's why also I created this 30 day meditation challenge because I had to go through all of that to be okay with doing this at all. So it's mm-hmm. like, if that's the case, then, you know, whatever I've moved through, I may have a bit more compassion, not more compassion, but like, I may have an approach that feels compassionate towards a, a an extremely skeptical mind or an extremely scared mind or an extremely hesitant mind, you know, and, and a lot of minds need something that they can be ambitious towards. A lot of minds need something they can, they can um, get a reward from. You know, there always has to be some kind of uh, end result of being coming the Buddha, you know, and and uh, having a a higher experience than other people. And that's not I mean, if you there's a saying, um, if you see Buddha in the road, kill him, because if you think you're Buddha, then you're saying you're an identity. Buddha would Buddha left his identity. That's what meditation is. You take 15 minutes out to not have an ego. You take 15 minutes out to just be a body in space. And that doesn't make you a higher human being than another person that just gives you something that you need. You know, you don't have to call yourself anything. You don't have to be Buddhist to meditate. You don't have to go with non-attachment necessarily. Non-attachment can just be in that 15 minutes because the non-attachment is no attachment to all the things that are bombarding your mind. It's so hard to stop thinking because we're so attached to the things that we're thinking. We believe that if we stop thinking, our entire world will fall apart. One of the biggest, I mean, this is like one of the best examples I can give because we can all understand this. If you break up with somebody or somebody breaks up with you and you want them back, you do not stop thinking about them. And if you stop thinking about them, you feel like they're going to maybe subconsciously stop thinking about you and that they're not going to come back. So if you sit down to meditate for 15 minutes and I ask you to not think about that person... And, and not even like not think about, it. let's say it just comes up and you let it go, comes up and you let it go, comes up and you let it go. That means that you're saying, okay, I'm okay with whatever happens. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, it may be something that's on my mind, but I'm going to let it go. If you can't let it go, you are very attached to the outcome. And that is unrealistic because whatever outcome it is, is whatever outcome it's going to be. So that's where a lot of people think they're being incredibly realistic, but they're not. They're actually holding superstitions in their mind all of the time, but they think that those superstitions really do control something outside of them. So it's honestly more rational to allow your body to be in space and to say, okay, if I don't, if I can't control anything, then if I can't control my thoughts, then I really have no control over anything. So I have to sit here and allow myself to, you know, not have to, but I'd like to sit here and start to let myself see the difference between my thoughts and the present reality. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. And it's funny because as we're speaking about this, parts of me is like, what is she talking about? And then I'm like, girl, it's you. What do you mean? <laughs> like, it's 100% you. Like, <laughs> All right, beauty baddies, spring is here. It's almost summer. And along with the beautiful vitamin D that we're getting and all the great sunshine also comes, you know, more sweat. We be sweaty. <laughs> you know that your girl sweats a lot. <laughs> I'm running all over New York City all the time, especially once the summer comes. It's going to be out of control. I'm trying to have a hot girl summer, but I don't need to have like a hot girl summer, you know? Y'all know that I am allergic to just about everything, especially aluminum deodorants, and I'm always trying to find a new deodorant that is aluminum free that will work for me and make me non-stinky. And guess what? 
your girl found it. It's Lumi. I love Lumi products because it was uh, it's a whole body deodorant. It's the first of its kind, and it's seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. You can use it on your pits, on your underboobs. You can use it on your thigh folds, your belly button, your butt crack. You can use it on your vulva and even on your feet. So wherever you are stinky, you can use Lumi. It was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt. So she developed Lumi. It's uniquely formulated. It's pH balanced. It's a deodorant. It's aluminum free, skin safe, and proven, guys, clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. How dope is that? New customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack when you insert code TRUEBEAUTY at lumideodorant.com. Y'all should try the starter pack if you're going to come around looking for some of my advice. (laughs) Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. Control body odor anywhere with Lumi deodorant and get $5 off your starter pack, which is over 40% off with promo code TRUEBEAUTY at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com slash true beauty. Yeah. Do you know, like I'm, a, I, I really, I'm, I'm not a controlling person, but I like to control as much as I can. Yeah. And that's something, and, but you're absolutely right. Is that something that was learned because it got me to where I am. Right. But. At the same time, obsessing about things is not helpful. But did it get <laughs> at you, all? But did it get you to where you are, or did Elizabeth get you to where you are? Was I mean, it your Elizabeth got that me. Got you where you are? Because I bet you anything, yes. a lot of your thoughts were making it harder to get to where you are because you had to constantly try to overcome them. Well, I think that it's it's the illusion of control. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So the last time that you and I spoke. We spoke about manifestation and we didn't air it because I threw a hissy fit and I was just like, (laughs) Vanessa, I am a very hardworking woman of color. How are you going to tell me that I just sat down here and thought and all this shit popped up? (laughs) Like, I was so offended. I was so offended. So but then I started to like look more into this because of course in- Instagram hears all and I so know, right? suddenly all this manifestation <laughs> stuff started That's popping hilarious. up. <laughs> That's hilarious. And so I really started to look more into this. And once I really learned to more more about uh the laws of the universe, which I'm still trying to wrap my head around because again I'm like prove it. But you know, this idea that it's not just these thoughts. It's thoughts plus action. Absolutely. You have to make the decision. Right. It's it, it massive action, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's the massive action that I've continued to take over my life that's gotten me here, not my obsessive thoughts. Right. Although my obsessive thoughts have pushed for massive action, there comes a point where you're right, it's controlling. It's trying to control the outcome. And when you try to control the outcome, things don't go... Because control, it's like this illusion of control. And that that's, there's a difference between control and working hard. Yeah, I mean, well, there's control right? is like, that, tell me one thing in your life you control. And, and, and I'm tot- open to anything. One thing in my life that I control? Yeah, like what's something that if, if, you, if you constantly are paying attention to it, it will absolutely never leave your life. I guess I control my thoughts, right? Well, your thoughts control you. 
So your thoughts, okay. So this is so my this is actually perfect because my twin sister asked me this because she really she started opening up to spirituality when we started gaining a better relationship. That was very recently, and so all of a sudden she was like she bought like fifty oracle decks and like all of a sudden it was so cute, and she wanted to start meditating and she was like, but I need you to explain to me what what is the pro- why can't I stop thinking what is the issue why why. When I sit down, it is impossible for me to stop thinking. And why would I want to stop thinking? What would be the point of that? And what I said was, and I think this might help you too, or anybody who's like, I don't know, you know, are my thoughts me or not? Is it me? Because that's me talking. That's me talking about my life. That's me strategizing my life. That's me, you know, working towards my life. And I was like, it's not that you stop thinking in your everyday life. It's not that you stop thinking throughout the do- the day. It's that these 15 minutes, you said you're not going to think. It's 15 minutes at maximum. At maximum. It, it could be one minute. It could be two minutes. But you're so defensive and aggressively protective over 15 minutes. And she was like, oh, oh I mean... I could probably stop thinking for like 15 minutes if it's just 15 minutes. And I was like, yeah, that's like your mind thinks that the way that sometimes meditation is presented is once you meditate, you never, you'll never have thoughts again. One day you'll be cleared of all of these thoughts and you'll be able to be completely in the present moment. Your thoughts comment on the present moment. Your thoughts, they're there in the present moment. The, The issue is the ego. It's not the thoughts. The issue is how the thoughts are talking to you. Are the thoughts on your side or not? Mm. You know, so if they're not on your side, you probably need to take 15 minutes out so that there's kind of a decaying process. You're holding all of these thoughts from years of your life that don't even matter. You know, things that are completely gone, you still bring up. Mm -hmm. And so when you sit down to meditate, it's like this decay process, like all the stuff on the bottom that really does not need to be there starts getting stripped. So once you come Mm. out of that meditative process, you're back to thinking, but the thinking is clearer. You're not so upset with yourself. You're not, um, you know, staying up all night imagining how awful you are or, or, you know, how you could have done something better. You know, it's, it's what is there in front of you is what is the most important thing. And also that thing in front of you needs to see, you know, it needs you to know what um, happened in the past so that you can do it best in the present so that when it moves towards the future, it is doing its best. Mm-hmm. And that is also the, the, there's the saying, the point of power is in the present. All you can do is what's in front of you. Your mind thinks it can do everything at all times. The only thing you can do is what's right in front of you. So if you can't give that all your attention, then it's not getting all of your love, all of your focus. It's not getting all of your energy. It's being dispersed. All of the energy is being dispersed amongst all of these other things that have nothing to do with what you're doing right now. Mm. This is all very true. Right? And it's like, yeah. I I love that I'm like, me, the girl who can't focus having you talk me into why I should want to focus more. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm not diagnosed ADHD, but I think I am ADHD. (laughs) So I don't think that focus for me is what I think people usually imagine that focus is. Like I need to have, you know, whole days where I go down a focus hole. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not, you know, I'm not hardwired to be focused from this time to this time. You know, I like, I like, um, focusing for a good period of time. And then when I'm done, I can, you know, allow myself to relax and then new inspiration comes, you know, cause I'm an artist mm-hmm. and so are you. So mm-hmm. we also have to kind of re- rethink what focus really is. Honestly, I think when we th- think the word focus, everybody old comes up in our mind. 
Like all these like corporations or like, you know, the way capitalism kind of wants you to work, the way that, you know, your parents told you you have to, you know, you need to do this and you need to do that. And so it's all this sort of like, well, why should I have to do it that way? And focus is not necessarily anything to do with nine to five or or getting a degree. <laughs> focus is I have so many effing thoughts and storylines and plots that are running through my head right now. And I really need to just get this one task done. And I can't keep walking in circles. I can't just keep walking in circles in my head. And this is when I learned about grounding. It's like, oh, girl, literally, you are up here. Yeah, You're so up here that an hour has gone by. Yeah. And you haven't gotten this one other thing done. And it's, it's funny. I remember when I was a kid, like getting ready for school in the morning. And there were times my mom would come in and be like, you've been staring at the mirror for 30 minutes. Like, what are you doing? And it wasn't even staring at the mirror. I would just go off. It was just like I was in my head thinking about whatever, thinking about the day, thinking about all this stuff. And now in my older age, again, ADHD, like understanding what's going on. And for me, that's what focus is, is it's like, you're right. There's so much... And if it isn't that dude, then I'll pick one thing and exactly go down a focus rabbit hole. And yeah. that's why I can tell you anything that you want to know about the most, you know, why uh, New York and Boston accents sound so uh, similar to English accents and that we both drop off the A. Over cocktails. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So this is what I mean is it's like coming mm-hmm. out of up here and being able to be in the moment to do whatever it is, even if it's washing the dishes, dude, as, for me, it has nothing to do with like the nine to five. Yeah. It's just like whatever has to get done so I can actually get that thing done and get out of you know, being in the stars, <laughs> wherever my mind is. And you're truly, you're describing controlling your thoughts. That's what you're describing. Because it's not saying you don't think. It's saying that you tell your thoughts what to do. I'm able now, I have, you know, plenty of worries. I have plenty of like, uh, you know, things I'm holding up. I'm a woman show in all of my life. You know, I, I just thank God for automation and a lot of different things. So like, I, I'm, I'm nervous <laughs> that if I forget something, everything is going to fall. But when I have to focus... That goes out of my mind because it doesn't matter right now. What matters is that I get this thing done. If this thing doesn't get done, it is going to fall. So I can control that because Mm -hmm. it's no longer about the attachment to me thinking, which is I just want to sit here and muse in my mind and go over things in my mind. It's saying I have to be in the material world right now and produce something. And that's the end of the manifestation. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's why it's so important to look at it more elementally than say um, energetically, because you start with an action, you move on to an emotional attachment to it, like, oh, this feels like the right way, I feel like I'm going the right way. Then you go to the swords of problem solving it, and then you get to the, the hardest freaking part, which is earth, which is materializing it. And that's that's that same star to body feeling. Stars can go anywhere, like the light can go anywhere. It's like that, it's, there's no, there's no um, pressure, there's no, uh, there's nothing impeding it. Right. When it comes to earth, anything can kill a seed. Anything, you know, and, and look at the jungle. It's like half the things can't grow to the top because all the other ones already took all of its place, you know, because it took like there's no sunlight. Right. So there's so many reasons mm-hmm. why something may not work. So we'll stay in our minds. We'll stay in our hearts. We'll stay in even just decision making because the hardest part is focusing and producing it if you want. And that helps the meditative process process makes it so much easier to put all of these other thoughts on the back burner. And actually, if if you want to go down a focus hole, or if you just want to pick a time frame or whatever way you want to focus, it's so much easier to be like, bah, not right now. All right, girl. Well, I'm starting this challenge. Ooh, starting my God, the challenge. It's so exciting. 
would you tell everybody how they too can join this challenge? Yeah. How everybody can yes. participate? Because now that we've just like talked for 45 minutes about how great all of this is, <laughs> like we got to... <laughs> We're all hooked, all right? We're all trying to try. (laughs) Exactly. Well, yeah, so I actually, um, on my website, uh, www.theaquarian.com, and it's spelled T-H-E-A-Q-U-A-R-E-A-N. So it's an unconventional way of spelling it. I have in uh, on my website 30-day meditation challenge. You can just click it, and it's going to take you to a page where I explain all of this. I explain exactly what you're going to experience. I explained that this is my way of compassionately approaching the fact that we're all resistant to our best friend, our thoughts. We're all resistant to the idea of like, what are you saying? You're just going to, I'm never going to think again. I'm never going to have my thoughts anymore. I'm so scared. I want to, you know, and that's, that's, we got to ease you in. It's got to be something super slow that you don't even, you know, it's not really a, um, a thought in your day until it starts getting more and more embedded in you. And it's over 30 days. So you can look through that. Um, you can read the whole thing if you want to go back over why, I, uh, what happened to me when I started meditating. I told you a little bit about it, but if anybody wants to read it, I, I wrote out, you know, everything that ha- like it took me eight years, and then finally I figured out. And then I also write about anxiety, trauma, what meditation does for you there. There's a lot of articles, just so everybody understands. Like this, I'm approaching this in a way that's trying to be as inclusive as possible to the idea that meditation does not mean that you have to join Buddhism. Like it's literally mm-hmm. just, just for you to reclaim your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you, so it says everywhere, start meditating, meditate. You can just click on any of those and it'll take you to the page to buy it. So it's normally $44, but this is my audience. I love all of you. I, I just so appreciate <laughs> that I've gotten to like get like to be in your presence um, so many times. It's just such a it's such a treat to be on here with Elizabeth. I just want to give all of you fifty percent off, oh, um, and it's going to be yes. So it's just twenty two dollars. Like it's it's a um twenty a two also is balance. So I liked that number as well. But so it's true beauty is your code. True, true beauty. So when you get to the final checkout point, it'll say got a code and you just select that and write all capital letters, um, all one word, true beauty, and it'll take 50% off. And it's going to be available until June 1st. So Great. anybody who buys it before June 1st, 22 data. And then actually after that, you have the option to extend it. It's not going to be a challenge anymore. It's just um, video and, and, uh, beautiful music. So it comes to your inbox every single day, every single day you get an email that says your next meditation is ready. So if you get attached to that email and you just want a little bit longer to live with that email before you go off and maybe find another style or do another guided meditation that I have, cause I'm coming out with psychic meditations and shamanic journeying. You have to learn how to meditate if you want to really experience those things. Um, so if you want to keep going with just, you know, regular meditations for 30, 60, or 90 days, that'll be available to you for 50% off at the end of your uh, challenge. So it's, yeah, it's like, let's make this as easy as possible. Let's like, let's get in the kiddie pool. We're not even like going out into the eight foot, you know, like just going to get in the water and that's all I need you to do. Like, then you're going to feel, you know, however you feel, you're going to feel either waterborne or like you like, you know, sitting on the side or whatever. You don't, you don't have to go any further with this if you don't want to. It's going to show up in your life, even if you just do a simple meditation every day with just, you know, letting your thoughts go. It's it's going to super improve your thoughts. I'm looking forward to it. 
I am. I'm looking forward to it. I told you that I would start it before we recorded, and then I did not. And <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, to- I was like, I totally get if she does it because it's so hard to like be like, I do not know if I want to do this right now. <laughs> you know? But it's funny because I texted you because I was having a really anxious day, and I was like, I need th- I need this right now. I need it. And then you sent it to me, and I was like, well, not right now. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Yeah. You cannot snip my thoughts from me. <laughs> like- <laughs> but I, I really am going to start this today. Today, um, I'm saying it now so the the beauty baddies can hold me accountable, and I'm looking forward to it. I am. Yeah. I've been on like this this such a long uh, self healing journey. I've been on such a long healing journey, which I think is a lifelong journey for sure. But yeah, every <laughs> like nothing has been bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing's been like, well, that made me worse. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, exactly. So. I mean, you might have gone through harder situations than you wanted to. But on the other side of them, it probably felt a little more liberating than confining or inauthentic. Exactly. I mean, here's the thing is that life is really hard. And we never yeah. talk about this. We <laughs> yes. don't. And and I life I want to say hard. it as much as possible because I think a lot of people are surprised by it or or they feel ashamed by it for, for going through a hard time, you know, or for feeling not great or for whatever. Life is really hard. And we live in... You know, we don't live in a third world country. We as Americans live in the first world country. Yeah, most people are doing live well the- compared to other people. Exactly. <laughs> if life is hard yeah. for me, oh my God. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think we just need to say it more often because it's true. And if you, people need help getting through these things, do you know? Absolutely. It's, it, and I'm not saying that like my, my healing journey has been easy, but it's like, it's it's not even a journey because it's just life. Life is hard and you have to learn how to get through it. You know, and if you can get through it and thrive through it with whatever tools people give you, God, I mean, what's what can you ask more of? Like, you can't ask for more than that, you know? So, yeah. And like so many things are out of your control that are happening to you that also make life hard. You know, what if you lose parents when you're very young? What if you, you losing know, parents, um, period? It doesn't matter yeah. the age that you're at. It's terrible. Exactly. You know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, developing an addiction. Um Due to a pain issue, you know, not even due to some kind of poverty issue or, or community issue. It's because you broke your back and there was about developing an, years where an they addiction told you, period is hard. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like- yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's like, yeah, but it's it's more like how many people put themselves down in situations that they tell themselves they should have done better. Like yes. you're saying, like they, they tell themselves, you know, this this wasn't going to be me or this shouldn't have been me. And life has so many traps and snares and so many twists and turns that that you can't foresee, that you can't, you know, get out of. And you lose things that you never wanted to lose. You gain things that you never wanted, you know, um, totally. getting diagnosed with anything. And so that's also, yeah, exactly. Like when, when you hook to something or when you like trust something that is bigger than you, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, anything, you don't get the rewards that, you know, a lot of organized religions will tell you you get spirituality doesn't really even talk about an afterlife you know a lot of times they really talk about the next life you know or if you you know talk to people who've uh, had a near-death experience they may have a kind of an understanding or if somebody felt that they channeled something they may have an understanding but we do not have a, a, a personal understanding of what would be next after this so even death in general to us is an overwhelming for our own death, the end of our own lives and what we have or haven't accomplished, what we have at the end of it. The, the, are we rich when we're young and then completely destitute when we're old? There's so much that we are afraid of that is a potential, mm-hmm. sure, but it may also not be. 
And there's something like how many times, um, I mean, you think you've got it financially and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, no. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, you know, uh, if you're organized religion, maybe you appeal to a whoever you believe in. Spirituality, you accept what's happening and you do the best that you can to either relax through it if there's nothing you can do except, you know, show up every day or to allow yourself to take the time to get back to optimism. Like how many times we've lost, you know, something that was super important to us and it takes us so long to feel like we can even, you know, uh, reconnect to something like it again, you know, and, and spirituality says that's okay. That's totally fine. I mean, maybe you find that toxic spiritual person with, you know, the toxic positive thinking and like all of the, um, you know, it's, you're supposed to be, you know, self-actualizing all the time. Absolutely not. Like there's like 15 years that I was probably self-actualizing maybe, but it didn't feel like that. It felt like I was dying, mm-hmm. you know, so 15 years of it. So you don't know what's happening to you. You don't know what's, you know, and we have to have that sense of not have to, but I think it's just better for us if we have that sense of comfort that, we, you know, there's so much out there that we can connect to that is just bigger than us. It's just, it, it doesn't need us. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need us. We need it. So we get to like really relax into it. Everything in our lives usually needs us. It needs an ego. It needs a personality. It needs our an energy, our strength, our attention. The earth doesn't need you. <laughs> you know, like it's like the universe like code. Take a picture, it'll last longer. Like, I mean, it's like, so relaxing into that, relaxing to meditation, relaxing into the ecosystem gives your body where, while it's shaking, you know, it's shaking and it's so scared and it's so uncomfortable. And it's saying, hey, right now for this 15 minutes that you've chosen, I keep saying 15 minutes, I'm like maximum 15 minutes that you've chosen you're safe. You chose a place that's safe. I had to lock my, like I said, I, I had an intruder. I have to, I had to lock my door all the time. I had to lock, I had to go around making sure every single door was locked. I didn't know I was that scared. If you need to do that, do that. If you need to start with your eyes open, that's why the whole first two weeks, you don't even close your eyes. Mm-hmm. There's no point. I don't, I don't even want that. I literally just want you to enjoy taking out a moment to yourself without feeling like your world's going to fall apart or that, you know, you're, you're denying some kind of emotion or reality inside of you, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's another issue is that it, it feels like I'm denying how I really feel if I were to let it go. Mm. And that's not true. It's simply saying that you are a part of your life. You have the right to Im- inhabit your body. We'll, we'll, all these other healing modalities, if you choose to go to therapy, EMDR, um, neurofeedback, whatever you choose to do will also facilitate getting rid of those traumatizing experiences or accepting them for what they are and moving forward with who you are, because that's the fragmented soul. It's the one that is, you know, the one that needs um, spiritual retrievals or soul retrievals because it's everywhere. It's in, it's in its abusive past. It's, it's in its, you know, um, destined, disgusting future. It's in, it's all, it's all these places. Meditations, like you get to be a whole human being right here. We're just going to keep coming back to ourselves until you, believe it, meaning you start to see, oh my God, being in space, even just for a moment, gives me a sense of calm and comfort that I can't find in other places. I can't find it. And, you know, and and you can like say with yoga, like you said, like engaging in something that makes you feel good, any of that works as well. But if you're a person who wants to really work with your thoughts, Mm -hmm. this type of meditation is what you want to go towards. Mm -hmm. And if you want to be a psychic, Mm. you have to do this. It's oh. not, it's, it's compulsory. 
<laughs> I love those. If you want to work with your thought, if you want to control your thoughts, and if you want to be a psychic, yeah, one or the other. <laughs> yeah, if you want to be, I mean, if you want to open your psychic centers, if you want to know what, what's your intuition and what's your anxiety, you have to meditate. Mm. Some people have a uh, like you know a gift that like people who sing, you know, who are naturally gifted, they may be able to get away with not doing certain things, but that doesn't mean that they'll be able to really control that power because they didn't have to go through the process of calming themselves down, getting rid of their egos. And really being a part of the situation as an as a, uh, a compassionate or egoless person, learning how to control your t- developing your tool. It's um, allowing it. It's not develop. It's it's uh, the vulnerability that comes from meditation and the dropping of my ego makes it much 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 easier. If not it, the thing that makes it happen of me knowing who's who. Mm. So when I'm in a reading with you, if I don't know how to let go of my ego, then I don't know what messages about you know something that I'm thinking about in the day or a feeling I have and what is the message is about you mm. because I'm still in my ego. So I need to, so meditation over time, you can make it instantly happen because it, in the moments that you want it to happen. And then on top of that, you have to build your imagination. You have to build, you have to build so many things, but it's allowing those things to happen. That's the really hard part for people. It's the, it's the opening to, you know, the void yeah. And letting an image come in or letting a sensation happen or letting, you know, um, things just kind of waft through you in a way, even if they're your own energy. It's hard for people to feel the energy that's pulsing inside of themselves. Yeah. It's funny because if this was two years ago, even, I would be like, Vanessa, I don't know if people want to become psychics, but this is like, enti- <laughs> and there's an entire generation of women who are out asking what birth time people were born in. I know. <laughs> yes. So, like- <laughs> yeah. You do not have to be psychic to be an astrologer, but, um, and you don't have to be psychic to be a tarot reader. But no, I just, to, I, yeah. I think that there's a lot of witches out there. I think that there's a lot, oh, I think, yes. or not even yes, a lot of yes, witches. Yes, I just yes. think that this isn't as strange not strange. This is more, become more mainstream. I think well, for sure. Not even mainstream. What's the word I'm trying? I think it's generational. Yeah, mainstream. I think yeah. I th- yeah, I think it's just like a generation Accessible. of women who really are trying to, I shouldn't say women, a generation of people who are trying to connect with something that's bigger than themselves because I think that a lot of us have turned away from organized religion and which is, you know, we all have our different reasons, but it's very lonely if it's just you. So what's interesting that, that that you said it the witch, right? The witch is actually a master and I don't mean this in a negative way at all, but a master manipulator. Mm. So it they're the ones who can cast the spells. They're the ones who know how to fix things or how to heal you or how to, you know, they're they're much more um um, connected to the earth uh, in that way, but it's like they use it, you know? Mm-hmm. So you're kind of a witch because of your self-care. So you know how to um, heal something uh, with somebody's skin mm-hmm. or with somebody's hair or with somebody. So you have a witch, uh, a witch perspective as well, which is you. if you have a problem, I can fix it. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you have this problem that I know how to work with, I can cast a spell quotation marks and and create a better environment for you, a better situation. Yeah, I mean, witches really were just women who knew how to get shit done, and men were That's just right. like, <laughs> men were just That's like, right. oh my god, this can't be, this cannot That's be. Right. So. And then they made a leave. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. they were like, we're just gonna take your stuff and put it in a pill. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then they we're made a leave. Create pharmaceuticals. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna create pharmaceuticals. Oh my goodness, so good. Okay, anyway, I guess yeah, it's so it's so funny because I love talking with you because I know I've known you for years now. I know. And as we were saying before, it's like part of me is very based in like prove it, but it, there's a large part of me that knows very much where my heart is, you know, and my heart yeah. is 
I guess made of stardust or something. I don't know, but right. <laughs> I well, just yeah. it's like I, I both both of these thing two things can be true at the same time, and I guess that that's what it is. Is speaking with you more and more, I just realize that both of these things can be true at the same time, and that's okay. Absolutely. Well, but here's the other thing: if what you're basically saying is I'm a rational person. Right. Yes. Like, I like to see things <laughs> rationally. But to say, prove it. You said prove mm. it. So this is the thing. That's irrational because the only person who can prove it to you is you. There's mm. nobody who can meditate for you. There's no one who can see this for you. So we think, that's what I'm saying. Like this, you think, you know, everybody has a, a, a ego. This is what I believe. This is what I think. This is how I keep myself safe. Even yes. if what you're thinking is not technically rational, that's what you've decided is rational for you. You decided that those two things are are um, uh, not not uh, inexclusive or what not exclusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are the in opposition to each can, other? Exactly. They can they can work together, but they're not really together, and that's not right. true. Yeah, it's that you have to see it for yourself. You know, that's like somebody saying prove prove that the cliffs of Moore is real without you know like photograph or photographing it's like well you'd have to go you have to yeah. go there like, how do you, what are you talking about how do I prove it like, yeah so you know I mean like and I understand what you're talking about is magic meditation is not magic yeah meditation I would say is a separate thing you need meditation in order to calm your body down enough to experience magic but meditation is like a gatekeeper so that's the one where if you just want to go to meditation, your life will improve in ways that you couldn't even imagine. And you don't have to do anything else. Mm. You don't have, to, you don't have to, to explore anything else. If you want to explore other things, you need to go through meditation, if, in, in spiritually speaking. Yeah. I love that. The gatekeeper. It's the, it's, I can imagine like walking through the gates. Yeah. All right. I guess that's yeah. what I'm doing tonight. Welcome to the gates. So All right. Excited. Thank you for chatting with us today, Vanessa. Will yes. you tell the beauty baddies one more time where they can find you and access this incredible, this incredible yes. challenge? It is, yes. You can find me again at www.theaquarian.com, T-H-E-A-Q-U-A-R-E-A-N. You'll also find my podcast on there. So if anybody wants to listen to tarot, that's going to keep, that's going to go until um, November and then I'm switching to astrology. It's a seasonal podcast. So we're going to go, we're going to go through all sorts of magic and all the way back in time to where magic really came from and really see like what you're saying, like prove it kind of thing. And, and even though I don't necessarily look at it like that anymore, I definitely used to, I feel more like I want to see, I want to go, you know, like how yeah. let's go. Let's like walk. Like, I mean, what, what am I, uh, what are some beliefs that are keeping me from my own self-actualization in this? Because I don't believe something or I don't understand it fully, you know? So if you like tarot now, you can follow now. Or if you want to follow just so you, you know, you can start listening to the seasons to come. and You don't forget about it. Please do. Yeah, um, subscribe. Let's yeah. get those downloads. Yes. All you have to please. do is subscribe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just subscribe. Just subscribe. I mean, I'm on, I'm on interviews now. So if you don't even want to learn tarot, you're going to hear a lot of amazing people talk about just spirituality in general with tarot being like the, the, um, the constant or like, you know, something that we can kind of work off of, but we're talking about psychic abilities. We're talking about, Oh, I just uh, interviewed somebody for social justice, how to use tarot for social justice. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to have somebody amazing on very soon for that's going to talk about love. I can't um, wait. Yeah. It's a really cool podcast. I'm really happy I started it and I'm very happy that I get to connect with so many cool people. Yes. That's definitely the best part about podcasting is just right. like meeting incredible, like the most incredible people 
Ever. 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 Yeah, it's awesome. It's really awesome. It it gives you that, like, um, what I'm talking about, the ecosystem feeling too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I'm not here on my own. Y'all are amazing. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Like, wait, you believe in fairies too? Oh, my God. All right, well, thank you so much for chatting with us. Thank you, Elizabeth. You're the greatest. Thank you. Thank you. I I will take that validation. (laughs) And you're amazing. I'm just, I'm so blessed that that you keep calling me back on and that we keep getting, getting to have these conversations because it's all it is it's a constant dialogue and I, I love talking about it yeah it's so much fun what did you guys think about vanessa i know she's just a dream she's just a dream i loved how she was so candid in this episode and you know when we finished recording she was like i can't believe i started to cry and i said vanessa you spoke from the heart that's why you started to cry And it's been happening to me a lot more often and it's like (laughs) getting absurd, but it's also just like nice to connect with your heart and know that you're speaking your truth. And it's just different when you capture it on audio for everybody else to hear, but it makes it more special, I think. So you guys, you can find this challenge. You can book Vanessa for a reading or uh, check out her podcast, which I love and my sister's a huge fan of. And oh my God, y'all, I have... Vanessa introduced me to a psychic that I'm obsessed with. I'm not going to say anything else about it. My sister's also obsessed with her, but she's going to have her on her podcast. And I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm fangirling over here. So definitely check out her podcast. You can learn all of that on theaquarian.com, T-H-E-A-Q-U-A-R-E-A-N.com. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here with me today. So y'all, next week, I'm so excited because I'm jumping back into the Build Your Skincare Routine series. I have a little sub-series as part of this series. We're going to be doing a little sub-series on supplements and vitamins, or as I like to say, vitamins. (laughs) Y'all know that I'm a vitamin pusher. I love supplements. And... I wanted to make just like this episode about supplements and I was thinking like who can I bring on who is a vitamin pressure just like me and does Sally. So Sally and I have an awesome conversation and our conversation was so good that I was like let me actually break this into two parts and talk to the baddies about the science behind supplementation beforehand. I'm going to bring Dr. Bauman out. She's not coming on, not yet. But I dove into her book. I dove back into Cosmetic Dermatology, the third edition (laughs) to learn all about supplementation, your skin, nutrition. I found another great book that's all about supplementation. So we're going to do a two-parter. Next week, it's just going to be me talking to y'all about supplements. And then after that, I've got another episode with Sally from Crush Tonic. It's going to be great. So again, guys, beauty baddies, if you found value in today's show, please do me a favor and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to help grow this community. What else you can do is you can DM or email your listener letters and your beauty baddie moments of the week on Instagram at the true beauty podcast or the true beauty podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on my personal Instagram. It's at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I do want to mention that Vanessa doesn't have a business Instagram account under the Aquarian anymore. Unfortunately, Instagram is kind of weird for different types of trolls and bots. And tarot is one of those things that uh, the bots have taken over. And there were a lot of people that were pretending to be Vanessa and reaching out to her different followers. So just check her out on her website. Unfortunately, there really isn't a place where you can find her business on Instagram, but check out her website. You can make a virtual skincare appointment with me at truebeautybrooklyn.com. I am not taking new in-person clients right now, but that's it. 
and I'll see you all next week. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.